the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It was a gift from God. But what the Jews did is they said, it's the Sabbath and it's not lawful for you to take up your bed. Instead of rejoicing with the fact that this man had been made well, they were confronting him because he had broken one of their rules, one of their little trivial rules. It was an attitude that Jesus had a real problem with. Do you struggle with attitudes, the attitudes of others, and (laughs) your own attitudes? And what causes those attitudes? Is it, quote, a law, as Pastor Leighton Sheely just mentioned, or something else? We're going to hear more about attitudes today as Pastor Leighton continues to take us through the book of John here on Study Verse by Verse, an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And I'm Mike Trout. So glad to have you join us on this Thursday Information about this broadcast can be found on the web at studyversebyverse.com. You can join with us financially. We're a nonprofit outreach and depend on your financial support. You can give safely on that website. And details about the church are at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And now taking us a bit deeper into the fifth chapter of the book of John, here's Pastor Layton. Now, among those who were gathered around this, these, this, these pools, this pool, was a man who had been ill for 38 years. Now, we're not told what that illness was. It, was, it could have been paralyzed or he could have been too weak because he wasn't as quick as the others that were around the pool. And he'd been so for almost 40 years, 38 years. Now, what's the point of including that? Well, the point is this. This was not some actor that was hired to sit around the pool for a few hours so that they could show a scene. This was a guy who had been there for a long time. Everybody knew this guy. And for Jesus to come in and this guy, after 38 years, to get up and walk around was truly something that was astounding. Verse 6. Now, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he'd already been there for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? Now, it might seem a strange question to us, but... There are several reasons why Jesus would ask this question. First, it would get the man's attention, his full attention. It would focus on his need. It would offer him healing. And it communicated to him the depth of Jesus Christ's concern and love for him. There's also potentially another reason why Jesus asked him this question. And that is, in some societies, if somebody has an ailment, they're not expected to work. They're expected to beg. And uh, so this person could become a professional beggar. And, you know, obviously, he'd been there for 38 years, and so somebody was taking care of him. And as long as he remained sick, he could continue on welfare. So maybe he didn't want to get well. Do you want to be well? You know, some people are perfectly content to remain in their condition, regardless of how miserable it is. And uh, Jesus only delivered or healed people who wanted to be healed, and he only saves people who want to be saved. Verse 7, the sick man answered him, saying, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water stirred up, and while I'm going down, another one steps in before me. What he's saying is, you know, this is a religion here. And uh, only the first one in the pool gets the blessing. And, uh, and that's what religion teaches. It teaches us to, to be the first, be the best, be better than the next guy, try harder, fight your way to the top. 
God helps those who help themselves. Some people actually believe that's in the Bible, you know. Jesus was not interested in helping this guy be the first one into the pool. His purpose was to take him out of the competition altogether. It wasn't to make him number one in the religion. It was to experience God's grace. See, there's plenty of grace from God for all of us. There's no competition. There's no shortage. It's not just first. You know, evidently, the idea that Jesus was there to heal him never even entered his mind, which makes sense because according to verse 13, he didn't recognize Jesus. He didn't know who Jesus was. And remember that Jesus was a first century carpenter. Now think about it. No electricity. No black and decker. No power tools. Everything is done by hand. What does that tell you? Jesus was buff. Okay? So the guy probably looked at Jesus and said, yeah, he could probably pick me up and throw me in the pool and I'd get there before everybody else and I'd finally get well. But he didn't think about Jesus being there to heal him. And like many people, his expectations of what Jesus could do for him were limited to what he thought was possible. And what he didn't recognize is that he was in the presence of God incarnate and with God, all things are possible. Verse 8, Jesus said to him, get up, Take up your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed. He took up his bed and walked. The three imperative verbs tell about the completeness and uh, succinctness of, of Christ's healings. To stand, to carry the mat, and to walk away. Unlike many alleged uh, miracle healings today, Jesus' healings were complete and instantaneous, and it didn't matter if the person had faith or not. You know, it, it, it proves uh, this point that since this man had no faith in Jesus, he was healed, and he was healed completely. It tells us that there is no formula for manipulating God's healing. This man had no faith. Jesus decided to heal him. The apostle Paul had lots of faith. Jesus decided not to heal him. He said, my faith, my grace is sufficient for you. You know, there are some people who teach an unbiblical theology... That if you have enough faith, God is obligated to heal you. And, therefore, if you're not healed when you ask, it's because you don't have enough faith. It's your fault. It's an ideal scam for false preachers. You see, if perchance somebody gets healed, God and the preacher get to share the credit. But if they're not healed, it's not their fault. It's your fault. Heads I win, tails you lose. It teaches us that man cannot obligate or manipulate God to do anything. And it perfectly, this this incident perfectly illustrates God's sovereign grace in action. You see, out of all of the people that were there, it says there were multitudes of people, many, many people. Out of all those people, Jesus chose to heal this man. There was nothing about him that was special. There was nothing about him that made him more deserving than anyone else. He wasn't seeking Jesus, didn't even know about Jesus. And yet Jesus came to him and And provided for his need. And that's the way it is with salvation. God chooses whom he's going to save and saves him. Verse 9. And at once the man was healed and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. That day was the Sabbath is the key to understanding this chapter. Because the the, the problem was that it sets a stage for the hostility between the Jewish authorities and Christ. Uh, at beginning at this pool, and from that day until Christ was put on the cross, 
their hostility towards Jesus just escalated continually. You see, Jesus refused to play their games, refused to be uh, observe and respect their man-made regulations concerning the Sabbath and other things. He, you know, think about it. Jesus deliberately chose to heal this man on the Sabbath. You know, he, he, he could have waited till the next day, right? Sabbath is on a Saturday. He could have come back on Sunday and healed the man. Would have been on the Sabbath. I mean, the guy's situation was not, not life-threatening. After 38 years, what's one more day? But Jesus intentionally chose to heal this man on the Sabbath in order to create the confrontation with the religious bigots that were destroying people's knowledge and understanding of God. Their self-righteous and unbiblical rules and exceptions that led them to, to the illusion that they were living a life that was pleasing to God. This picture is perfect. Jesus comes and he delivers a a man out of the competition and the tradition, the rules and the regulations. Verse 10, so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to take up your bed. Now, keeping the Sabbath is one of the Ten Commandments. And God's Ten Commandments were wide principles that, uh, that people were supposed to figure out how to apply their life. But what the Jewish religious people did is they broke them down to thousands and thousands of little rules and regulations and convenient exceptions. God's law was simply that there was to be a day of the week, the Sabbath, that was to be different from the other days. On that day, a man, his servants, his slaves, uh, his animals, they weren't to work. And remember that at that time, much of the world were slaves. They were enslaved. Over half of the people, I don't remember the exact percentage, but over half the people on the streets of Rome were slaves. And what God was saying is, if you're a slave or an animal, everybody gets a day off. It was a gift from God. But what the Jews did is they turned it into something entirely else. They said, it's the Sabbath, and it's not lawful for you to take up your bed. Instead of rejoicing with the fact that this man had been made well, they were confronting him because he had broken one of their rules, one of their little trivial rules. It was an attitude that Jesus had a real problem with. You know, the writings back then had uh, really clear definitions on what was expected. For instance, a bed may not be carried unless you were carrying a patient on the bed. If you were carrying a bed, it was work. But if there was somebody on the bed, it was not considered work. That was the rules. So let's say on Sabbath, you've got to move the bed from here to there. Ah, that's work. Dave, get on the bed. Then it's not work. You can carry the bed if somebody's on it. He wasn't carrying a mat that he was on. So he's caught in the act of breaking one of these little rules. And he tried to defend himself by shifting blame to Jesus, who he didn't know was Jesus at the time. He answered them, the man who healed me, that man said to me, take up your bed and walk. It's not my fault. I've just done what I was told. The guy who healed me told me to do this. This is what I'm doing. It's his fault. It's his fault. Leon Morris said, this man was not the stuff of which heroes are made. You know, he he might have feared for his life, but verse 12, they asked him, who who is the man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? Who would dare disrespect one of our rules? Boy, we got to put that guy in his place. He needs to be dealt with. Who is he? 
Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. There was a multitude of people present, and they all knew this guy. And he'd been there for many years. And so when he gets healed, there's a great commotion. All of the crowd is pressing in. Everybody wants to see Jesus disappears into the crowd. Verse 14, afterwards Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See that you are well. Sin no more that nothing worse may happen to you. Isn't that a great story? And we'll hear more of that story tomorrow on our broadcast as we wrap up the week here on Study Verse by Verse. Our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And if you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands, those specifics are found on the church's website at highlands.us. Things are opening at Church of the Highlands. Morning services are happening on Sunday, and you can get all those details on the website, plus information about the youth outreaches and so many other ministries that may meet needs that you have or are places where you'd like to serve. Plus, you can link through from the website to Highlands Christian Schools. All that information, again, is at highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. Come back tomorrow at this same time when we'll once again open the Word of God to the book of John and study verse by verse. This broadcast is paid for by Church of the Highlands in San Bruno.